podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. So I'll bore you first of all with uh, a small holiday story that gets us into where I'm hopefully going today. I, um, because it's a holiday where you can eat as much as you physically are able to, and let me tell you, I can eat, all right? I thought the best thing for me to do in the morning is make sure I go for a run. Not so that I keep healthy, but so that I gain calorific number in order that I can eat more and not feel guilty, yeah? It's the only reason. Now, the the place where we went, it was literally a very small island with a huge beach. I don't know how big the beach was, it just went on forever. I didn't get to the end of it. But I thought, I'll go out for a run and enjoy some time by myself. Anyway, I really was by myself. It's the weirdest thing, it's the, the oddest experience I've had. I ran and I ran, and not really far, we're talking a couple of miles, and on sand as well, so I really did earn the calories, yeah? On sand as well, and I turned back round, and you know, normally when you're on a beach, there's everybody else's footprints, and they were just mine. And I turned round, and I ran all the way back, and I followed my own footprints all the way back, back up to the beach, back up to the hotel, and they were still only my footprints. It's the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. I didn't know that existed. Now, obviously people were still asleep, clearly that's the issue. But nevertheless, I felt as though it was just me. But that got me to thinking in the way that we are as Christians sometimes. That when life throws things at us, and and be that any situation or scenario, and sometimes they can be small in the grand scheme of things, but they feel huge, and sometimes they're absolutely massive and they just are immense. But when problems come into our lives, we can sometimes feel as though it's just me. And everything feels a little bit empty. And as I look down, I think, well, there's, there's just the one set of prints. And you all know, I'm certain, the footprint's poem. But nevertheless, it came to my mind thinking, wow, there are times, aren't there, where we can feel like it's just us. And I know as a Christian, I'm sure you're feeling the same, Matt, you've got God. I know that. You know that as well. But I'm talking about those moments when you think, Lord, what on earth is happening? Where are you? What's going off? Why do I feel like I'm completely out on a limb and there are often the times when you don't seem to have an end to what's inside if you're anything like me I like to know what's coming so that I'm certain I can prepare myself but when we have an unknown situation or circumstance it's so much more complex in our minds because we're we want to know the end but the end isn't there for us to see And sometimes as well, with the way that we are as believers, as we stand on the word of God, there are times where we're left out on a limb because of where we stand. I'm with the Lord. This is what the word of God says. And the world, as we know, has a very different viewpoint. And sometimes, even though we're in a crowd of people, we can be the odd one out. 
the one that's on the beach by the self with nobody else around them. And it feels a little bit daunting and we feel a, a wee bit lost. Elijah, a prophet in the Old Testament, had just witnessed God do amazing things. He'd seen incredible signs and wonders and God showed that he is the one true God. There were so many prophets for the, uh, for the, for the small g God Baal and God said they're done with. And he showed his might and his power and Elijah was witness to all of what God just did. And you think he must be riding a wave that says he is untouchable. The amount he saw, just have a read of, of uh, 1 Kings chapter 18. He saw wonders beyond what we can think or imagine. Yet just a few verses later, Elijah is standing on a beach all by himself thinking, I'm in a mess. Let's have a read of 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 1 through 9. It says, Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel, who was a Baal worshipper, sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods, you see the small g there, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life that like one of them. In other words... Your time's up, Elijah. Elijah, after all he's just seen, all the signs and wonders showing how God is in absolute control and he is the prophet of the one true God. Verse 3, Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and he lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank, strengthened by that food. He travelled for 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we look into your word now, that you would speak to us through it. Father, that you'd use me. Father, that we'd see something more this morning of your wonder and your beauty. Father, we'd see how you're attentive, how you care, how you're at hand all the time. And Father, I pray that you would just bless us and encourage us now as we look together. We ask these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen. After all that had just happened then, Ahab, the king, went and told his wife Jezebel, and she was a, a Baal worshipper. Ahab should never have gone near her, but he didn't care, and he decided that that's what he wanted to do. So he went and he married Jezebel, and she worshipped Baal, and she was on a personal mission to kill all of God's prophets. 
And obviously then, she wasn't too happy that Elijah and God had turned the tide on her and said, enough is enough, Jezebel. She was annoyed. And we can only surmise that Elijah believed all the hype about this woman because she spoke and he was petrified. I had a head teacher like that. I spoke and she spoke and I was petrified. I spoke and, well, let's just say it didn't end well. So Elijah believed the hype around this woman. And listen, as we see in verse two, so Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow, I do not make your life that like one of them. Elijah was afraid, he ran for his life. And when he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there, while he himself took a day's journey into the wilderness. And, and, and if that wasn't enough, he's taken himself off to the middle of nowhere. He lies down under a bush and prays that the Lord take his life. How low has this guy got in such a short space of time? Seeing everything that God had done, the wonder and the miracle that had just happened, and now all of a sudden he's running for his life, praying for the Lord to end his life. Did you see that? He's running for his life. And saying, Lord, take my life. It's almost beyond comprehension, isn't it? That when things go bad, they can go really bad. And all of a sudden, we've lost sight of what we were trying to do. All of a sudden, in a situation that, yes, he's big. And it is a big situation. But he's forgot something. He's forgot, hasn't he, that God is much bigger than the situation. He's forgotten that God is much bigger than the circumstance. And Elijah's like, I'm running for my life. Lord, take my life. You, you can almost see God there going, Elijah, what are you doing? You've taken your eye off the ball, Elijah. In a short space of time, you've missed all that I've done. Remember, Jezebel, who's she praying to? She says, be it ever so severely, the gods don't deal with me by this time tomorrow if your life isn't like one of theirs. What gods are they? Those ones that my God has just defeated. Those ones that are not true. Those ones that aren't real. Those ones that, well, to be honest, when you think about it like that, you can think to yourself, well, Elijah thought he'd better run because she's clearly going to be there in the morning, isn't she? The reality is nothing's going to happen to this woman on the basis that the gods that she's praying to are not going to do anything because they are nowhere to be seen. And Elijah... Knowing the history of this woman and the reality of the journey and the mission that she was on, he runs into the wilderness and he's had enough and he says, Lord, take my life. He's in a bad place. But church, it's real life, isn't it? The, the, the story, the account that we read here seems like, wow. But the reality is that we all have these moments where things come in and it seems unbearable. Lord, I can't deal with this situation. I just want to run away and hide. And we can make bad decisions in a crisis. They do say, don't they? Don't make a decision in a crisis. Breathe. Just sit. Think about it. Pray about it. Do not make a decision in a crisis. 
He runs away to preserve his life and clearly then asks the Lord to take his life. Now the word says, this word, says in Psalm 139 that God knows you intimately. He knows me intimately. It says that he knit me together in my mother's womb. He knows every detail about me. He knows every hair upon my head. He knows the ins and outs of me. He knows every word that's on my lips before I even speak it. This is the God I worship. This is the God that we are here to worship together today. He knows you completely. But sometimes when we read that, we want to see it in action. Yeah? Lord, I've read it, but show me. And there's a circumstance and a situation here with Elijah where we see Psalm 139 in absolute play. Because God knew exactly what Elijah needed. Who's ever been hangry before? That's when you're hungry and a little bit annoyed. Or we've all been hangry. And, and we've all been to that point where I'm so hungry and I'm so thirsty, I just need some, mostly at a wedding. Anybody notice that? Usually at weddings. I'm just starving. If somebody don't feed me, I will not smile anymore. There won't be a single photo. Forget it. And I was the groom at the time. But we get to a place, don't we, where we need someone who knows us to look after us. And Elijah is in that place. And God says, I know what you need. Here's some food. Here's something to drink. And Elijah takes the food. He eats. He drinks. And then what does he do? He rests again. Time for the food to digest. God gives him time to recuperate. And immediately you can imagine his blood sugar levels arising. But he's still tired. He's exhausted. Imagine all that he's been through. The psychological, the, the whole scenario that's just happened. He's spiritually, emotionally, physically exhausted from all that's gone on in the previous chapter. And he just needs time. Anybody else sometimes just need time to refresh? By God's grace, I had a little bit of time. You just need time. I just need some time to just breathe and just reflect and sometimes just to sleep. And Elijah did just that. And then the angel came back to him again and gave him some more food and something else to drink. And at that then, Elijah got what I like to call his second wind. If he hadn't run far enough, he ran a little bit further. But God, you've just supplied my need. I know, I'm off. You think to yourself, how can he possibly do that? God's just supplied his need, not once, but twice. And still he runs. And we'll get to that part, God willing, next week. But the reality is, in the moment, that sometimes, even though the Lord supplies the need, my head says, I can't do it. I can't do it. Lord, I just need a little bit more space. A little bit more time. I need to breathe just a little bit more. Lord, I know how big and how awesome you are. I know how powerful you are. But in this moment, I just need time. And he goes just a little bit further and finds himself in a place on the uh, upper mountain in a cave where he spends the night. 
Elijah, though, in these moments that we've seen, shows us a very human response to a very difficult situation. The reality is for all of us, and I I started with it saying, I know that God is big enough to deal with the problem. God is bigger than the situation. But sometimes we need those moments where God just says, Matt, just listen. Just sit down, take some food, have something to drink, just rest. Because for all of us, life is busy, isn't it? We live in a world where everything's instant. There's no time for anything anymore, is there? Time just keeps going and going. We've got to do this, we've got to do that. And the moments that we get down to sit, anybody else pick Facebook up? Mm. You know those moments, I'm going to go to bed early because I'm absolutely shattered at half past nine. And then at quarter to 11, you're still scrolling through Instagram. That's not just me, I know. But this is it, you see. We don't take time to rest. And our bodies need rest. God, remember, as we see in Psalm 139, he knows us. He didn't say to Elijah, right, come on, get up, run, keep going, let's go, come on, come on, come on. He gave him some food and he said, just sit down for a bit, will you? Just rest, the journey's too much for you. And sometimes we need to take that time And Elijah shows us that human reaction, even after a miracle. He believes firsthand that he is completely and utterly on his own. And we'll get to that even more, because unfortunately for Elijah as well, in the circumstance he found himself in, he didn't even listen to what God had said to him. And you think to yourself, how can he possibly do that? Because you've never done that before. I've never, oh no, okay. But Elijah now just needs a moment. God supplied his need. But also Elijah is going to find out that in this moment where he's run and prayed for the Lord to take his life, he's going to find out in a huge way that he is not on his own. And a a precursor, if you like, to what's coming next week, because I don't want you leaving this place thinking I'm completely on my own. It's a desert island. And the last thing I'm going to do is do anything. I'm just going to sit and go to sleep. Now, I want you to know that God is absolutely on your side. I want you to know that as we put our faith and our trust in the Lord, that the word says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. I want you to know that God is absolutely categorically bigger than the situation. The Bible tells us he's the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. There is nothing outside of his control. Don't leave this place thinking, what now? Leave this place knowing that God is in control and he knows exactly what you need, even when you don't know. And that's quite often for me. I don't know what I need, but I know God does. And so often it's all about faith that says, Lord, you know I don't. And in this moment that Elijah finds himself in, God's going to take him on a journey to say, Elijah, I'm with you. Don't be afraid. I've got it in hand. Just trust me. And most of all, listen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your word. Father, we thank you that you've seen fit to record for us a reality of a life situation. That, Father, that sometimes when we read the word, we think everything's perfect. But the reality is that even a man after your own heart, a man who was your prophet, 
He found himself in a moment where he just needed to sit. And Father, I pray that you would just help us to just know where our strength comes from. Father, that we would know our source of help and know, Lord God, that you are with us, that you love us, that you care for us. Father, we thank you for your word and the opportunity that we've had this morning to look through it. And I pray, Lord, if it be your will, that we're able to conclude this account next week. We just thank you, Father God, for all that you do for us. And we pray, Lord, that you just bless us as we share together. In Jesus' precious name, amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.